think, yeah, he's not kind of, so. Good morning, everybody. Oh, 
again A long stretch to breathe you in Soldiers gear up in your praise You're the God of the breakthrough When I'm breaking down You'll be working your way through When there's no way out This one thing I know You're still on your throne So whatever I'm feeling I still got a reason to praise Praise, praise, yeah I still got a reason to praise Praise, praise I still got a reason Good morning. I've got a reason to praise. What a, what a segue, huh? Uh, I'm Harvey Curley, and I'm up here to uh, encourage you to share your praise to God this morning. Just by, all you have to do is raise your hand, and I'll come to you with the mic, and you're going to share your praise from God. Welcome home, Pastor. Good, good morning, everyone. You'll notice my hand gestures because my daughter would do that and she'd be the first one up here, Jacqueline. And she had a testimony for today. She's actually working, so I wanted to give it to you. I took her to uh, Cedar Point last week and uh, it was a great trip. She loves the roller coasters. I love the roller coasters, so we, we did that. But the best ride was the, like the Model T cars. It's actually General Motors cars that you drive. And I sat in the back, and she sat in the front, and she went all the way around and was the happiest thing. You, you would, you've never seen her so happy. So praise God for that. That is fantastic. Uh, those who are on Zoom or Facebook, if uh, you raise your hand and somebody over there will let me know that you want to say something too. Hi. Uh, so Mark, my husband, his mom went into the hospital two weeks plus ago, right before he was scheduled to go and visit. Um, and so my praise is that not only was she fine and they got to have a great visit out of the hospital, but he got to have two weeks with his family and he comes home today and we all survived. Oh, praise God. Yes. Uh, oh, Mrs. Curley. Talking about praise, um, I did something stupid yesterday and had to get five stitches. And I was saying to Harvey on the way to church today, I says, we don't realize how lucky we are that I could go and urgent care and get stitches and don't have to worry about paying a penny and go to the drugstore and get 
um, antibodies to take and, and uh, don't have to worry about paying for it, that it's really a blessing. And I know there's many people in this world that doesn't have that blessing, and I'm really blessed for that. Thank you. Other hands? Uh, <laughs> to be to be 82 again. <laughs> so um, I haven't I haven't been here in a while. Uh, summertime's always rough. But um, something that brought me in today. One that was a good jam, by the way. That was awesome. Really enjoyed that. Um, last week I had two weeks off, two weeks off of work, and uh, last week I was dreading doing scout camp because it's three overnights in a tent, and. Uh, I just was not looking forward to it. But back to the reason why I'm here is the first day at scout camp, um, dinner time. Who wants to say grace? My son pops his hand up, starts whipping off a prayer that I'm like, who's this kid, you know? A little nine-year-old whips off a prayer and had everybody in tears. It was pretty good. Um, and then uh, I think about 24 hours later, I get a text from Nate asking if I want to be in a group, a Wednesday group. So, um, you know, I, I figured God was speaking to me. So then I showed up today, and you guys play that good jam. So I'm just kind of grateful that, to see a full circle of community from my son to Nate to what's going on here. So um, definitely shows me God's in my life still. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I wasn't going to say anything, but that song that they— play just just keeps ringing in my head and I just want to and um to encourage us all all of us are going through something there's something there's always something the Bible talks about don't worry about today because there's a, there's going to be worries tomorrow um but there's always a reason to praise there's always a reason um whether it's you have a home whether it's you were able to get out of your bed on, on your own legs this morning, whatever it is. You had food this morning. You have electricity. You don't know how much you thank, thank God for electricity until you don't have it. But just always you have a reason to praise. Always. Remember, not just because of what Father has done but because of who he is. And he who's created heavens and earth, who's made everything to have an order, he loves you. He loves you. That, that is a reason to praise. Amen. Real quickly, um, I want you to imagine something with me. Uh, Jesus and the disciples, when they were in some small town, didn't always be invited to have what I used to call supper, and now you guys call it dinner. But they didn't, they weren't invited, so they would go out and uh, people, a uh, disciple like Matthew would order, get a bunch of sticks, and they would build a bonfire. And then they would sit around probably cooking fish, I would imagine, and that was a time, hint, hint, that was a time 
when they said, well, what went on? What did you guys do today? And usually the first person to raise their hand would be Matthew. And Matthew would say, well, I talked to this young boy about you, Jesus, and uh, I, think I, I think I brought him over. So the big bonfire is right here. So if anybody hasn't raised their hand and is real tempted to do that, now is your opportunity to raise your hand and pretend you're sitting next to the bonfire. Uh, no? Oh, okay. Thank you, Harvey. Hi, my name is Sharon. I always sit here with Dan. Uh, <laughs> but last week, Nate encouraged us to um, pay attention to things that were not neutral, things that were kind of uh, poking at us or creating a spiritual itch. And then to share that in a group. And Chris, hi Chris, Chris was our leader. We had a little bonfire back there, a little circle. And I spoke out about something that's really been bothering me. And uh, it's been a year of really profound grief for me. And so uh, I shared that in the group. I don't usually share in groups like that. It's a little, I'm an introvert, I don't share easily, but um, God really worked in my life this week. And I wanna thank, <clears throat> Nate and the pastors for the wisdom of hearing from God and then putting us in a space where we're a little bit uncomfortable and, and stepping out in faith to, to deal with things that are hard. And, uh, and that's okay. It's okay to be where you are and to be feeling what you're feeling. And God really touched me this week um, working on, on grief issues and just revealing how, much, how angry I've been feeling and how I've been stuffing that down. And and um, I'm an Enneagram 3, anger is my energy, so I just found new energy this week. So that's good. Thank you. Thank you to our pastors and to this church for who you are. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I guess one last thing, if I'm not going to see any more hands, I'm, I'm going to step up next to the bonfire. Um, some of you know the <laughs> trials and tribulations I'm having with our mayor of our city. Uh, Tuesday morning, I'll be going before a judge because I don't think she likes me because she filed a PPO. Those who don't know what a PPO is is a personal protection order. So uh, I do have two witnesses that are going to go with me, but uh, I still need your prayers. Uh, I've told several people when all this happened, uh, being frustrated, I finally said, God, here it is. Here, you take it. I'm still working on solving these things, but God has it. So tonight when you say your prayers, uh, include Harvey, and uh, that would be great. Now, uh, all the kids, it says here, Harvey, you forgot last week, so please don't <laughs> forget again this week. You're supposed to release the kids to the treehouse. Now, I don't know how high the tree is, but so be careful, kids, if we're going to go up the tree. There you go. And who's doing the announcements? Nobody until after this next song. Nobody's doing the announcements? Not until after this next song. Oh, the next song first. <laughs> All right. Give another hand for the uh, guys up there, okay? <laughs> I 
I could just sit, I could just sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence, and I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. And I could hold on, I could hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the inside. And I could be safe, I could be safe here in your arms and never leave home and never let these walls down. But you have called me higher, you have called me deeper and I'll go where you will lead me, Lord. You have called me higher, you have called me deeper, and I'll go where you will lead me, Lord, where you lead me. And I could hold on, I could hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the inside and i could be safe i could be safe here in your arms and never leave home never let these walls down but you have called me higher you have called me deeper and i'll go where you will lead me lord you have called me higher you have called me deeper and i'll go where you will light the path before me cause you have called me higher you have called me deeper and i'll go where you will lead me lord you have called me higher you have called me deeper and i'll go where you will lead me lord cause you have called me higher you have called me deeper and i'll go where you will lead me called me higher you have called me deeper and i'll go where you will lead me lord where you lead me where you lead me lord where you lead me will you lead me lord where you
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, welcome to Genesis. My name is Jake. If I haven't uh, met any of you before, my family and I have been coming here for for a bit now. Um, but uh, so, if you could please take a moment to let us know you're here by filling out um, either the digital connection card on the website or the physical green card in front of you. If you're new to Genesis, you can text "new to Genesis" all one word to nine four zero zero zero. You can also just place the uh, the physical green card in the wooden box at the back of the sanctuary. This is also where you'd put, uh, you can put your offering if you brought it with you. And thank you to everybody who's uh, given online or through text. Um, finally, my, my family and I are going to be hosting the, the Sunday get-together, the place to belong tonight. Our address is uh, 24210 Majestic Street, Oak Park. Um, that'll be from 5 to 7. Uh, no one needs to bring anything. We'll have drinks, snacks, desserts. Um, assuming the weather doesn't decide to keep downpouring on us, we'll be outside. Um, we do have yard games, uh, some water play stuff for kids. Um, but uh, if it rains, we'll, we'll, we'll have a contingency plan for that. We'll have everybody come inside. But uh, if, you're, if you're around, come say hi to us and, and hang out for a bit. Um, so now if everybody just wants to turn around to your neighbor and uh, connect and, and talk with one another.
Sachsen. All right. If the uh, if the birthday boy would stop talking, we can get moving forward. He doesn't even know I said that because he's still talking. <laughs> Happy birthday, Peter. <laughs> Good morning, welcome to Genesis, and um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump right in. So, Lord, we invite your spirit to teach us, and to instruct us, and to mentor us. We desire your witness, Emmanuel, God with us. So, however you want to present yourself to us, God, we invite that. And we thank you for what you've already done this morning and for your encouragement and your presence. I ask, Lord, that we would have ears to hear this morning what you have for us hearts that are willing to submit and ask for clarity and courage towards what you're inviting us to take a step towards. And so may your kingdom come. This is our desire. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. This is uh, a continuation of our Fresh Bread series. And so last week I was presenting um, where this series came from. And so it's a connection between one of our core values and also one of the promises or our guarantee that we like to make at Genesis. Um, does anybody know what B-dub's guarantee is? Does anybody know what B-dubs is? Am I speaking street slang in here? What's going on? <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, their, their guarantee is your lunch in 10 minutes or less, or, or it's free, yeah. So you can go there and challenge them on that guarantee. My experience, I've never received anything, even a menu at B-dubs within 10 minutes or less. <laughs> but... <laughs> Perhaps my experience is unique and would be different than yours. At Genesis, uh, if we were to be known for something, what we've wanted to be known for is a community that can discern the voice of God. And so la last week I shared um, a Kairos moment that I had had around uh, mercy, 
getting ready um, to go to college next year. And it reminded me, um, I grew up as a pastor's kid. And so I spent probably um, six, on average, six nights a week at church. Um, my experience was that there was an expectation um, of the pastor, um, of the pastor's wife, and of the pastor's kids. And I lived a long time trying to fulfill those expectations. And it really brought about in me a religious duty that was far from Jesus' heart. Um, I functioned out of obligation. I functioned out of my ride home from school, came straight to the church. <laughs> so you didn't have a choice. Um, and so I decided, um, well, I decided, Tina and I decided to parent differently. And we have beautiful kids that we're super proud of, but we never made them go to church. And so if you have ever seen my kids at church, it was because they decided to come. Now granted, when they were wee ones and they were showing up like in costumes um, every week, we were allowing them to choose what to wear to church because they needed the supervision. But as they, as they got older and made decisions for themselves, uh, I didn't want to recreate for them a relationship to church that I had experienced. And I was often challenged um, by other you know, pastors or other leaders in the church. Um, they would say things like, we're offering this program, but your kids don't come. Um, that's not a neutral conversation. And it's a conversation where you say, well, I choose, I'm choosing to parent differently. And the thing that I've held on to and what I've longed for my kids, and it's the same longing that we have for this church, is I think it's more important for me to be engaged with my kids, helping them to learn and to develop the skills to be able to discern the voice of God than it is for them to be in this building multiple days a week. And that learning, that discerning of the voice of God has been a, a practice that we have in our relationship together. And my mindset has been, and so this, this is why it's not neutral right now, my mindset has been, I would rather my kids be able to go across the country far away from me, far away from the church that they were raised in, and in a moment to be able to hear God call their name and for them to be able to discern that and to say, I know who this is that is pursuing me. That my comfort would not be in, I've, uh, I trained them in all of these ways but that I trained them to be able to discern the voice of God. Because then no matter where they go, the faithfulness is not in the training, the faithfulness is in God to pursue them and to call them by name. Does that make sense? And so 
like I have that heart for my kids, we also have that heart for the church. And we're trying our best to create a space and to provide equipping and training so that we can deliver on what we said was our promise. And our promise is this, we've said that on any given day, you will be able to say, this is what God is saying to me. That's a big, it's a big promise. <laughs> it's, and it's a, it's a tough promise to fulfill if we're not actually training in this. And if we're not having it be the highlight or the priority in our conversations. And so the Fresh Bread series was a result of this, of wanting to highlight people who are hearing from God right now. So not something that they heard a year ago, but something that was happening now. It was, I was thinking about it this week and it reminded me of the story of manna, where it's like, don't store up the manna. The manna's for today. It's good today. If you try to store it up, it's gonna spoil. And then you're gonna have trouble on your hands. And you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes we've heard a word from God, but we heard it a long time ago, and we never stepped in obedience to it. We never actually went through the process of saying, what does it look like for me to respond to what God has said? Or sometimes we try to short circuit. And so we hear something from God and we immediately try to make a plan to solve it. <laughs> Rather than actually stepping back, having discussion, sitting with God and allowing God to speak into what God is inviting us to, as opposed to us just trying to make the awkwardness go away. We can, we can be too quick to try and solve something that God's actually trying to have conversation with us about. And so as we've gone down this road, uh, I presented Matthew 4, which is uh, just a beautiful text. Matthew 4 says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I've found that if I don't have a practice that puts me into a position to hear from God, it's probably not gonna happen for me. So a daily practice has been super helpful for me. A weekly practice, a quarterly practice, an annual practice, Try, trying to create rhythms where I'm putting myself in the position to hear from God. So if you, if you don't have a daily practice, um, I would invite you to jump on the morning devotions that uh, Bo does online. They're at nine o'clock um, if you're available. 
Um, there's also a text that you can look up. It's called the Moravian text. And the Moravians have split up the Bible to read two portions each day, and it cycles through. There's also daily Celtic prayers. There's, there's so many um, opportunities for us to try to create rhythms that put us in a posture to be able to hear from God. Because I don't, I don't believe that God is silent in all of our situations. I think that often we have not taken the time to develop an ear to be able to hear from God. And so I challenged that last week. If you remember, I talked about Mark chapter 1. Jesus made the declaration that the time had come and the kingdom of God was near. And that this time was a kairos, meaning that it was a non-neutral moment. It wasn't a time as in sequential time or chronological time. It was a time meaning this is a happening. And I want us to realize that we have opportunity daily where the kingdom of God is trying to break into this world. And that that time comes once and again and again and again. And the opportunity for us is to catch the moment so that we can try and realign ourselves with what the kingdom of God is doing. Because we tend to drift. So when the kingdom of God is presenting itself in front of us, it's an opportunity for us to recalibrate. No, I I thought I was headed that way. (laughs) Paul says, who ran across your path? Who told you we were heading in that direction? When the kingdom of God presents itself, it's a time for us to go middle school and sync up our watches. Right? We're on the same mission. We're going in the same places, recalibrating, realigning, synchronizing. These are all words for the word repent. Most of us don't like the word repent. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's saying, oh, I was heading in this way, and it looks like the kingdom is doing this. I should probably join over here. But this turning, this recalibrating, this is called repentance. I was going this way, and now I'm going this way. And so if we're going to be a community that moves with the kingdom, then we're going to be a community that needs to celebrate repentance. And we need to be able to communicate it and celebrate it in one another. I think lots of times we feel like repentance is correction. Yeah, it could be. There could be a piece of it that's corrective. Especially if God's like, I said that to you two years ago and now you want to follow through on it? Come, join, see what I'm doing now. Because it might be different than what you thought. Kairos is an opportunity for us to see and log the non-neutral moments in our week, in our day. And then to say, God, I have this list of stuff that seemed not neutral to me. Is there something that you're trying to get my attention with? 
And the hope is that we would be able to then position ourselves for breakthrough. Who here doesn't want breakthrough in their life right now? Okay, I'm the only one raising my hand. I've, so hey, confession, this week I have been an absolute bear. Like, I've been angry, um, I've been resentful, I've had, like, I've had so much undercurrent of like feeling um, used, unappreciated, like all of this stuff, it's all ugly stuff. And I'm just telling you, because my family, they're saints, because they're here to hear me preach today, but they lived with me all week, and it was not a good week. My list of kairos out of this week is like disproportionate response, disproportionate response, just like goes all the way down. I want breakthrough in my life. I want to I look more like Jesus. I want to be known in that way. But it does take intentionality. This doesn't happen just because we put ourselves in proximity with other people who are trying to hear from God. We have to intentionally practice this. It's a discipline. So capturing non-neutral moments in your week puts you in a position to do this. And we said that there are three stops along the, this first side. We make an observation. What was that? What just happened? We, flat, we reflect on it. Why did I do that? Why was my response so disproportionate? Why have I had sciatica for 10 weeks now? What decision did I make 10 weeks ago that my body's like, really, you wanna do that? Like, we, we reflect, what, what, do I, what, what information can I pull together around what has grabbed my attention? And then, Discussion. I'm going to pull somebody in. I'm going to pull a group of people in. I'm going to uh, call this person who's trusted. I'm going to reach out to a friend, or I'm going to see if there's time, you know, at my small group to talk about this, because I trust their voices. And all of that to get us to a place where we say, uh, this is what I think God is saying to me. And so for those of you that were here last week, we did this together. So by a show of hands, who last week was able to get to a spot where you said, this is what I think God is saying to me? One, two, three, four, five, okay, quite a few. Awesome. Well, it doesn't, the learning circle doesn't stop there. And so today, I just wanted to finish this so that everyone sees it, and then I'm actually gonna um, ask someone to volunteer to come up so that we can do this together. Um, so that you can see it, you can see the process. So after we've asked this question, what, what is God saying to me, or what do I think God is saying to me? We wanna move to the second one, which is, what am I going to do about it? I think up there it says, how will I respond? So if, if God is saying this, what am I gonna do? How will I respond? Let's keep it in context though. If the creator of the universe 
has said something to me, how will I respond? If, if the source, if the word, if the expression of God has personally said something to me, how will I respond? Now, granted, we're saying this is what I think God is saying, and so there's lots of freedom, lots of opportunity to get it wrong, lots of opportunity to, to, to think that you were hearing from God, but really you were processing something else that's disconnected. Like, there's no pressure on this. But what if, what if the creator of the Aurora Borealis was taking a moment to speak something to you, you'd want to pay attention. And so, how do I respond? What am I going to do? We get three stops. And the first one is to make a plan. The second one is to find someone to hold you accountable to that plan. And then the last stop is to do it, is to act on it. So it's not, a, it's not crazy hard, but it is specific. So with a plan, here's my encouragement. A plan needs to be smart. And so what, what I mean by that is it needs to be specific. So what will you do? It needs to be measurable so that you know if you've actually done it. Does that make sense? Lots of times we will come up with plans that are like we're trying to take on whole um, like idealism. I'm going to change the way that I think about blah, blah. No, that's crap. That's not a plan. You're, you're just trying to say something that makes you sound smart. A plan would be something that is very specific and you know you've done it or you have not done it. It's specific, it's measurable. A, it needs to be achievable, meaning this is realistic and it's within your control. So like when we're talking about, first of all, I love what Sharon had to say today. That was, I was, my heart was encouraged by that. So um, when we're talking about like dealing with trauma or we're talking about um, my relationship to my dad, that step needs to be something that's realistic. I, I can't have a step that's based on my dad responding to something. I could have a step that says, um, I'm going to pray three mornings this week at 8 a.m. for my relationship with my father. That's specific, measurable, achievable. It's not based on my father saying, you should do that. Does that make sense? Also, are then relevant. We want to be, re be related to what you've heard. So sometimes when we're in this um, discussion, somebody will say, this is what I think I'm hearing from God. And then they'll come up with a plan and you're like, how does that connect? Like those things seem super disconnected. And so this is where the discussion part is super helpful because somebody can challenge us and say, how do you connect those two things? Or 
sometimes we come up with plans that we're super comfortable with, not, and not because they are related. But we're like, oh, well, I'm going to um, draw away from everyone and take three hours of solitude. Conveniently, I would like to have three hours of solitude, so I would like to work that into every plan. Does that make sense? So it needs to be uh, relevant. It needs to make sense. And so when we're listening to each other of how you're responding, sometimes it can, it's an opportunity for us to say, how do you connect those two things? Because I would never make that connection, but I, I, would, I can learn about you in this way. Or maybe, maybe there's a different response that God's asking of you than, than that. And then the last, T, the last part, the T, is that it needs to be time-bound. So quick, quickness, quick to respond, quick to respond. So it needs to be able to be done in the next 24 to 48 hours. So if, if, if God is speaking to you and you think you've heard something, my encouragement is quickness to respond. It also keeps that first step super manageable because it needs to be done in the next 24 to 48 hours. So, last week we presented um, the idea of capturing a kairos. We broke up in groups. People had an opportunity to experience that together. I would like to take somebody through the last part of the learning circle so that we can experience that conversation together. If somebody was super courageous and willing to do that, um, I would invite you to come up. I saw Maddie's hand in the back. Not, I mean, you don't have to, Maddie, but I did see you raise your hand. Um, if there was someone else. So here, here's the thing. You have to trust me. If you don't trust me, then this conversation um, won't go well. So if you, if you want to come up and sit with me and complete the learning circle as a model for everyone else to see it, I would love. So who's, who's up for that? Oh, right, you are? All right. Sweet. Is it, well, is it okay? Is it okay for you to share in this? Okay. We're going to find out. All right. Give Maddie a hand. You can, use, you can sit there. Do you have it in your phone? Um, I have my notes about what we're doing okay. here in yeah. my phone. But. Well, ha um, have a seat. This is tall. Do we need a smaller chair? I don't know if I have one. That's okay. You can stand if you want. Okay, help, just help us, um, you know, briefly tell us how you got to where you did last week and what you think we would need to know as far as the context. Yeah. Okay, so my Kairos moment moments um, had to do with um, a work thing. So I had... Um, uh, we kind of mentor certain people and we have like a bunch of new people coming on and so I had emailed our bosses saying hey I really want to meet with this person if you have a different plan let me know and they called and they said actually we want this totally different thing for you and I just I noticed myself 
being like really angry and like kind of staying up late, like talking to Andy about it. And I was just like, I, it was getting to me. Um, so that was like my observation was like, it wasn't sitting well. And I had a lot of emotions that like were bigger than maybe they should have been. Um, reflection that happened during church last week. Um, and my group heard a little bit about it too, but, um, okay. What are the questions that you ask um, for yourself for reflection? You, no, you're doing great. Okay. Um, when you, when you were discussing, Oh yeah, I kind of jumped. Yeah. Was there well, that something was a, oh, yeah. that seemed to kind of lead you to the observation about yourself in that? In all yeah. That? Yeah. So I think the c- couple things that stood out for me, um, I think you said it last week too of like, this isn't necessarily a new thing, but like I noticed like I, I like to have somewhat control over the situation. And I think in it too, like, I think I almost like mind played where I'm like, I know the future and I know what I want and how it will work out best, you know? And so when a new plan was proposed of like, I think this would be better. It's like, it, I think it challenged that of like, oh yeah. So it, like in our group too, it was like, oh yeah, I'm saying like, I don't know the future. I don't know what's best. Um, and am I willing to be like more open-handed about it? Um, and so I think those are some of the, the things. Um, my group was great too. They, there was like even like a verse of like, very quotable, but like the, for I know the plans I have for you mm-hmm. since the Lord, like for your good, for future hope, I'm botching it or whatever. But, and another group member was like, that was right before like the people of God went into exile, you know, probably something they didn't want. And so I think it was just cool of like, oh yeah, like it might not be what I necessarily want, mm-hmm. but like, can I trust that God has plans, that his plans are good to be like more surrendered versus controlling in that situation. So I think that was kind of what I thought God was saying to me of like, are you, will you like clench your fist and be like, no, I really want my way and mm. see how the plans unfold if you are like wanting your own way versus like being open to a, being reminded that like you actually don't know the future and like, can you trust, trust me in that? So I think that's what awesome. Yeah. Um, can you distill down to one phrase of this is what this is what I think God's saying to me. Um, uh, I guess like I know the future. You don't have to control this. Okay. Was that distilled enough? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey, give her a hand on that. <laughs> Super distilled, but also remember what I said last week. Does that sound, does that sound like something God would say? Yeah, absolutely. And so, just for a grid, does that sound like an invitation, or does that sound like challenge, or does it sound like both? When you hear when you hear the statement, say the statement. Uh, I I know the plans. You don't have to control this. I know oh. the future. You don't have to control this. Was that the statement? Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. I know the... The future. You don't have to control this. Yeah. So when you hear that, is that, do you hear that as an invitation? Mm-hmm. Do you hear that as a challenge? Or do you hear that as both? Both. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
because it's like invitation to like trust, but then also a challenge of like you you gotta not like hold on to that, which just rubs you know mm -hmm. my natural desire to do that. So kind of both. Awesome. I'm gonna write that. Write this down. So uh, I know the future. Is it future or plans? Well, the verse it was kind of future, but plans. Wait, what's the verse say? For I know the plans I have for you, says yeah. the Lord, to give you a future and a hope. I don't know, they're both in there. Yes? I was hearing that emphasis on you don't need to control this. Yeah. That seems like a corrective word. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it. Um, so then the question is, what are you going to do about this? So we want to create a plan that is in response to this statement. I know the future. You don't need to control this. Mm -hmm. So what is something that you can do in the next 24 to 48 hours that's a response to that statement? What makes sense to you? Is it cheating if I already did it? Um, I think I yeah. already did it. Did I already do it? Yeah, we'll I say it's cheating. Went. Okay, great. So... <laughs> Um, okay, wait, so what is so the plan? Respond, respond to it today. Okay. I, know the, I know the future. You don't need to control this. What do you think is a reasonable response that you could take in the next 24 to 48 hours? Um, well, one of my responses was getting back to my boss who proposed the idea to me to mm -hmm. say, like, okay, sounds good. That was one, is like, yeah, circling back. Okay. What are you hearing today? Um, just like, don't force it, mm. which like, especially when it comes to like, well, it's like I have a family and part of like asserting my plans would trickle down into like our kids and like, you know, if I'm, I, I would be working a little bit more hours with the plan that I had wanted versus the plan she's proposing. And so it's like, okay, like, don't force it. Like, don't, like, is it, is it worth it to, like, do that and see, like, if it's going to add, like, more stress or, or time, like, away from being just aware of what's going on with myself or our kids or mm -hmm. so. What does, what does not forcing it look like in the next 24 to 48 hours? Can, can do nothing be a plan for the next 24 to 48 hours? Do nothing about this in the next 24 to 48 hours. Is that an acceptable plan for the... Okay, all of the overachievers out there, answer this question. <laughs> Could God give someone a plan that says, don't do anything about this in the next 24 to 48 hours? <laughs> the answer yeah. is yes, yes. I'm not saying that's what God's saying to you, but what, what does don't force it look like? Is yeah. it don't send that email? Is it, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think part of it goes along with like, in order to make the plan happen, I would have had, I, I need more like childcare support. And so I've been calling around, like figuring out babysitters mm. and stuff like that. And so like, which I'm still in the process of doing, 
but it's like, how frantically am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. And so just being slower to that, trusting that God will figure, like, that we'll have the amount of support, like, with babysitting that we need. And if we don't, then I'm home with my kids, and, like, he'll have purpose in different ways. So I don't know. I think the, like, frantically planning to try to, like, mm-hmm. get get more means to like give the give me the like opportunity I feel like I need to jump on the plan that I had originally wanted where it's like oh yeah if I have more support then I can take on this thing that would cause a little more time which I don't think God wants me to do anyways so no franticness Uh in the next 24 to 48 hours about this Mm -hmm. is that does that make sense to you like you said, phone calls, you said trying to do, get childcare lined up, like those things were touching on franticness. Yeah. I was like watching my kids while they're in staff meetings, texting and calling babysitters, like while trying to like do everything at the mm-hmm. same time. And it's like, do I need to be doing that right now? No, I can do that later. Awesome. So this makes sense. No franticness the next 24 to 48 hours? Yeah. Okay. Good job. You want to give her a hand? That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Who else needs to hear that, uh, that from the Lord <laughs> this week? How about we just set aside franticness for the next 48 hours? Then we'll talk about it after that. Okay, accountability. Who's somebody that you can tell this to that they would hold you accountable? Meaning in 48 hours, they're going to say, hey, Maddie, how did you do on not being frantic? Probably my husband. Okay, he's not he, here. Well, is, he's probably out with Ben. Is he in the lobby yeah. frantically chasing children right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because he's the one that sees it, right? Yeah. Like, he's, he makes the most sense where it's like he sees if I'm like on the call distracted or like how worked up I am about it. So Andy? Yeah. Okay, so Andy, you're going to tell okay. Andy. There he is. It's on, oh, there you are. Andy, you're on the board. You have to hold me accountable. I'll tell you. So you're going to follow up with Maddie in 48 hours to see if she's being frantic or not. Hi, Ben. And then acting acting into that as the last part. So let me uh, just show you this. So if you remember this, we said this is us going along in life. We have this non-neutral moment that grabs our attention. We can either ignore it. Or we can say, hmm, I'm going to come back to that later. I'm going to see if God's trying to grab my attention. And we, when we capture that kairos, it takes us to an opportunity to practice the learning circle. That's what this is called, the learning circle. The exciting part, and I alluded to it earlier, uh, Who's, who's a math person? You know who you are. Who's a math person? Justin, thank you. The difference between where I was going and where I am now going, what is that called? An angle. An angle. Uh, wrong. <laughs> it's called holiness. It's called holiness. It's called transformation. It's called discipleship. 
Like the difference between where I was going and where the kingdom is going, and now I've recalibrated, and now I'm going where the kingdom is going, that's called discipleship. It's transformation. It's, it's holiness. It's me growing more in Christ's likeness. And so then the callback for me is when I grew up. Oh, you can go. You can go. Thank you. Okay, Give Maddie on. a hand. Sorry. You did great. Sorry. The, so the callback for me is this. I grew up in the church in an environment that told me, if you are here for these things and you participate in these ways and you wear this uniform, you are holy. And what I needed to hear from God was, as I invite you into the kingdom, as you walk away and you turn away and you recalibrate and you realign yourself with where I'm going, this is what holiness is. That I've set you apart for these things. It's not, it's not the duty and the obligation piece that has caused you to be set apart. I've already set you apart. I've already called you holy for, for my purposes and for what I'm doing in the world. And so for me, this learning circle was super redemptive to something that I said I didn't want to experience because I didn't, I didn't understand the framework in my upbringing. And so for me, this just makes sense. And I love the idea of, of each of us being able to hold these conversations with each other in order to move a whole community into the redemption of the world. I mean, that's, that's the vision, to change the world and for us to be changed in the process. So let, let me pray and we'll be done today. So God, uh, as your invitation has come to us to be students of your way, I ask for, your, um, for clarity in that invitation for each one of us. And that, that next step and that next conversation, the next uh, moment that you're trying to get our attention is going to be unique and different for each one of us. And so I ask, Lord, as a, as a community that we would have ears that are perked by your voice. With all the distractions all of our histories, all of our losses, all of our wounds, all of the reasons to not trust you. How would you be merciful and call us by name again into your kingdom? And so I pray for breakthrough for our community. I pray for breakthrough that no one person can take credit for. And so would your kingdom be on the move? And might we have eyes to see it and a willingness to join in? And thank you for your faithfulness, God, to be with us and to guide us. And thank you for showing up in Maddie's processing for all of us. And we pray in 
Christ's name, amen. Uh, we want to offer elder prayer. So I know Dan's here, Bo's here. I don't know, who else am I seeing? That might be it. So Dan and Bo. Oh, Ben. Oh, you're like in a shadow. Um, Dan, Bo, Ben, if you guys want to come up. Um, we'll have offering elder prayer. We also have the gathering this afternoon at Jake and Sarah's. And so if you're avail available to go, we'd love to see you there. And um, if you have um, something that you're wanting to process, let's, like perhaps this has triggered something for you where you're like, hmm, I think I need to have conversation. And you don't readily have trusted voices in your life. Would you please reach out to us? Um, specifically, reach out to me. There's nothing that I enjoy more than having this conversation with people. So um, if you feel like God is tapping on you with that, please uh, reach out and know that it would be a joy for any of us to be able to go through the learning circle with you. So other than that, God bless you, and have a wonderful uh, week, unless we see you this afternoon. So elder prayer is available up front.